Okay, here we are with another edition of Ignite Your Ultimate Success podcast. And today I am joined with a very special guest, Mr. Oh, shit. What's your name again? Oh, I actually forgot as well now. Shit. <laughs> nah. No one important. Very funny. Very, very good. Funny, very, funny. very good. No, but Mr. Brad Davis. Uh, now, look, stop laughing at him. <laughs> Uh, a bit of background about Brad before we get stuck into it. Uh, owner of BDPT and Base Gym over in Amanda WA. Basement Gym, that's the one. Basement Gym, what did I say? Base Gym. Base, that's another gym altogether. This is starting off so well. <laughs> no, you want to have like, no, anyway. <laughs> Longest interview ever, and and it's with great pleasure that we that we have Brad on. And what, one thing we like to do is get uh, success stories. People who are in their industry, they're in, they're inspiring. They've come through and they've achieved really uh, outstanding results. And it's one thing that's really important, rather than just hearing it from you know Brad Shepherd and myself. Uh, we we definitely like to get the the guests on and look a little bit of background uh, about Brad uh, before he gets into it and tells a story. Uh, runs a very successful personal training business and again has the has the gym and what you'll uncover as we we get stuck in it today is there's going to be a wealth of experience wealth of knowledge um the other the other cool part of thing is is that over the last couple of years brad's also joined the uh, trainer hq team uh and is now coaching uh for us as well and, and just having a, a massive impact also took out uh, our entrepreneur of the year and uh, also master coach of the year so you know we, we're in good hands today so firstly mate welcome thank um, you and, what a, what a an opening, what an entrance. I know we got there in the end, and we got there in the end. So, uh, but to start with, I guess, you know, most interviews start with a bit of background, where you're from, but uh, I'm sure you were born at some point, and you, you grew up, and, and look, this this didn't just happen, you, you know, 18 years later, here you are. <laughs> <laughs> but, but more importantly, what I like to do is say, like, you know, tell us about your uh, progression and your journey into the fitness industry. So how did it come about and what was the starting point for you? So into the fitness industry. So I actually, out of school, had a couple of jobs here and there and, and actually got stuck into a trade. So I got yeah. my trade certificate, did my apprenticeship. Uh, I was a ceiling fixer for those of you who know what, you know, much about trades. Ceiling fixer. And I actually, you know, after my apprenticeship got stuck into business, I actually ran a ceiling business for about seven or eight years. Yeah, right. So learnt about business through that, you know, period of my life and, and my career in the trade industry. But waking up to that every day, I didn't have the burning passion. I didn't have the desire. I knew that there was something missing. I knew there was something bigger for me. So it was great. I learned a lot and I, I look back on those days and I'm so grateful for those days because, you know, I, as I said, I knew that there was something else. I knew there was something bigger. So when I entered the fitness industry, I was always into sport, always mm -hmm. into outdoors, always into helping people as well. So uh, when I discovered about the fitness industry, about personal training, I, I was very interested and made it kind of started from there. Started from mm -hmm. making that decision from the trade industry to get yep. into the fitness industry. Once I made that decision, actioned it, and never looked back since. So, what was the first? What, what was the first step? So, you got, obviously got qualified, hopefully, and uh, and you didn't then get you. Qualified? <laughs> <laughs> what, what was that progression? Because you're running your own business. Was there was there a trans? transfer period where you were doing your, your business still and PT part-time? How did that happen? That is correct. So the ceiling business, I actually had a couple of teams that were working for me in the ceiling trade industry. And I used to come up and do my cert three and four studies yeah. on a Friday. So yeah. Friday, Saturday. So I'd work from uh, Monday through Thursday 
And then I would knock off Thursday afternoon, drive straight up to Perth. I lived uh, down south in Busso, which is Bustleton, which is about three hours south of Perth. So a bit of a trek to get myself up to Perth, but then I would study there on the on the Friday and the Saturday. Okay. So Got three hours to, to drive there to do the study. and Correct. Yeah. 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 Stayed there for the Friday night, did my studies Friday, Saturday, got qualified in Cert 3 and 4 in fitness. Uh, so that was that was the transition mm-hmm. period. From that point, once I got my certification, I just made the decision to exit the trade industry, okay. live off my savings, and just just start a career as a personal trainer. So where did you start that? So how did you, mobile, outdoor, where, where, where did you start? Started very first on a school oval outdoors, yep, and, so then, outdoors. and then got a, a job as a personal trainer in a gym, in a Jets, a very small Jets. Yeah, I love it. I absolutely loved it in Bustleton. And yeah, so that was the first gym I worked out of. And what what were the immediate uh, uh, challenges, if anything, that you that you witnessed? Because you come from another industry, a trade, uh, uh, you were running a business. So, but what what did you find that was a challenge when you first started? Then it's a really good question. I've been asked this question before because I enjoyed it so much. Mm. I don't know if challenges are the right mm-hmm. the right word to describe it. I, I just I saw an opportunity mm-hmm. and I took it. Yep. You know, there were a couple of things like money. Obviously, I didn't have a whole lot of money at that stage. So when I was entering a job where I wasn't getting paid a wage as yep. such, you know, per 30, 40 hours, I had to actually go out and create my own business. That was probably the biggest form of resistance challenge, I suppose. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe not challenge. Was there anything surprising about, you know, entering in the fitness industry, anything that, that you weren't? You know, maybe you, you, you weren't expecting that that popped up. Yeah, so just uh, even though I had run a business for seven years, the, it's totally different. I had a lot of work. So entering the fitness industry, you don't have any work, right? You don't have any clients given to you yep. as such. So that was that was a, a part that I found very interesting and I probably didn't expect mm-hmm. once I got Cert 3 and 4 qualified. So you were so yeah, Jets, you, you, did you build up to a certain amount of sessions and what, what what took place next? Only started at Jets and then continued there for about two or three months and then actually uh, moved up to Mandurah, so about two hours north, yep. just to be closer to family. Mm-hmm. And once I was kind of, you know, based in, in Mandurah, got myself into a gym there and to answer your questions, over the next kind of six to 12 months, it was just about booking myself out. I yeah. just wanted to get to 30, 35, 40 sessions and, and was successful in doing that. That's how you, that you built up to that many. Built up to that many, many in, in the first 12 months, yeah. And, I mean, for anybody watching or listening in, they might be starting out, I guess this is going to be a similar type of process. Uh, you're working out of a, a commercial gym. What, what were your ways to get these clients? Because that's what people always ask us, well, how do you get clients and how do I find clients? What was your approach when you started? My approach, I wasn't big on social media I was actually quite inexperienced at social media mm. so my actually approach was okay I need to be there I need to actually be in the gym in front of people mm. talking to people so I remember just taking my laptop into the cafe there was a cafe in this particular gym where I started and I would just sit there in my personal trainer's shirt I would just say hello to people I would talk to them I would ask them questions what what mm. goals are they chasing you know what are they do? even what are they doing on the weekend I would just like to strike up conversation then for the people that and a lot of people would resonate with this the people that walk in the gym and just go straight to the treadmill their safety and just stay there and yeah. don't really touch the weight so i used to start talking to to those people and just see if i could do anything to help yeah. just put on the the boxing gloves and the mitts and say hey do you want to jump in the boxing ring and you know i'll hold the pads for you and go a couple of rounds a little bit more uh, interesting in my opinion than uh, than walking <laughs> on a treadmill for two hours it's 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 uh, already uh, i think a significant point is you know what i heard was that you were you were putting yourself in positions to have conversations with people, 100%. which then, you know, you're asking questions and those people who ask questions are always in control of a conversation to build 
some connection, you know, relationships, then have opportunities to potentially have them as clients, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, one one thing that I'll just pause and I guess good to have context around was how long ago is this? You say social media when I started, which we won't go into <laughs> how long ago. It was over 20 years. There was no thing of social media. <laughs> like, so how long ago was did you start? Because we, we missed that part. So 2014, 2015. Okay, so 2014, 2015, social media was well and truly in. Yeah. Uh, so you built up, uh, that's the way you started to get clients. Yep. And, and what did you notice? Like, so did you notice that process? It was just because you had the ability to naturally talk to people? Were you, did you done sales training at this, this point? What, what were some of the things that I guess you contribute to getting those sessions? Yeah, no sales training, no training whatsoever. So yep. I was just, you know, walking blind, so to speak. Yep. And I, I guess... It wasn't really such a comfortable thing for me at that stage. I mm. just moved into town. I didn't know anybody. Yeah. Didn't have any friends. I had my family. And yep. so it was all very new. And I remember being in there and, and walking in there each morning, just going, righto, let's do it again. <laughs> and just kind of giving myself that pep talk. And yeah. once I got in there, you know, you, you switch on and you're sweet. But my, my intention for the first week or two was just to build relationships just at the yep. first level not to try to sell them anything, not to do anything outstanding in the first couple of weeks, just to get myself comfortable and just to be there and get my face out there and, and start to get comfortable mm. with myself being there and talking to people. So at what point then did you think to yourself, because so no sales training, you know, uh, when did you think, well, hey, I've got to, there's something else to this business that I've got to get, I guess, good at. When did you actually go, look, I need to start educating myself and in some of the other areas because personal training is the thing you study and we study the one part is that we've got to realize we're in a business so what when did that process take when you said look i'll, I'll start to learn how to market or yeah. sale or what, yeah. when did that when did that occur when the gray hairs started popping <laughs> on my eyebrows and, and i started losing hair and the wrinkles appeared on the forehead so i got myself to a to a position where i was doing about 60 about 60 sessions a week and I, I was- 60 turning, what, 30 minutes, half hour? A mixture. Well, so I had some semi-privates, I had half hour, 45, uh, 60, I had some group sessions, mixed. I had boot camps, I had everything. Uh, but but no systems, right? Yeah, just doing just, any, just, just a yes man. Just going for it. Just uh, going for it. Uh, so, and I was enjoying it, but they got to a point where, um, you, you guys think I'm joking about the gray hairs, I'm not joking. So I got got myself to a point where it was really not becoming enjoyable. Yeah. And, and yeah. I know that a lot of fitness professionals out there will relate to this stuff. So got myself into a position where I was just tired and burnt out. I wasn't enjoying it as much as I wanted to when I first got into the industry because mm -hmm. that's why I changed industries, right? Yeah. I was passionate about the fitness industry. So I was at a position where I was turning over good money, but something had to give. I was at a T-junction. I had to choose mm -hmm. left or right. Left was exit the industry because I cannot live like this. It got to mm -hmm. it got to quite a, quite a substantial point or turn right and actually find myself a coach and start getting some guidance mm -hmm. and learning about the things that, that I don't know about. I didn't know about lead gen. I I didn't know about sales. I didn't know about client retention. I didn't know about pricing structure. I didn't know about any of that. Yeah, there's so much to, to get your head around, right? When, mm. and, and even if you've been in business for a while, you can still be flying blind, uh, you know, hoping that it all works out. So it was what was the next stage? And, and um, I mean, I know we've chatted about it and we – did you start to explore like coaches, you know, all that stuff? And I began tell. I mean, it'd be good to tell the story about how you met us. You know, how you come across us. Yeah, so I was uh, I was single at the time, and I actually uh, was was dating a, a female, and yeah. uh, she had a book. 
She had a yeah. book on on in her house. Yeah. So when I when I saw the book, I kind of asked the question, oh, "Who are those guys? And what's this yeah. all about?" And and got into your book, and not much of a reader, so I actually didn't finish the book, but I saw it, and yeah. that was enough to get me on your social media pages, and then started watching your content on social media. And and one one day, I, I just I, I, something had to change. I was yeah. saying before, I wasn't enjoying it. Something had to give, right? So I just got in contact and. Yeah, and and basically just started the conversation. I think um, I got a hold of B Rad first, and I think he probably had about three or four phone conversations yep. with me before I decided to to commit and take that take that next step. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So, actually, you read the book. <laughs> You know? uh, mate, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, not sure. It was there by a bedside table, so I'm yeah. not sure she read it, mate. But uh, I, I know that she actually did some stuff with you guys before, and and uh, and also loved it as well. So yeah, and so at that part, then you, I mean, was it was it? Had you been in the industry for a year at that stage, or what? Yeah, this is going. This is probably moving forward to about 2016, 2017. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that took place. What, what was the next stage? I mean, I mean, you went from everything you just described. You go right. Got to get some better solutions, better structure, all that stuff. What, what was the next journey like? So from that starting to like, I want to, I, I want to make this a real go. What was the next? Uh, phase for you, I guess, over the next couple of years. Yeah, so the next couple of years, in a, in a nutshell, was I got got given a coach, started implementing systems, structures, methodologies, procedures into my business, so that it was doing exactly the same as what I was doing when I was working full time in it. But I didn't need to invest mm. all those hours per week. Yeah. So so I started to enjoy it again, right? And and in that, we actually started to to build a team of trainers as well. Yeah. So that we could do more than what I. Could ever do by myself trust me I tried to do everything yeah. it only it got to a point where I, I just started breaking down so we actually started building a team putting trainers in position so they could go out and start running their businesses and and you know within kind of snapshot towards the end we were doing well over 100 sessions um, and I'd I'd actually you know kind of outgrown the gym that I was in and actually moved into another gym so over the next two years I was actually working out of two gyms yep I had seven coaches yes yep. doing the all the sessions yep. I was still doing about 10 sessions a week because I enjoy it right that's the reason why I got mm. into it so that's that was the next phase yep. in a snapshot yeah so snapshot but you're at out of gym and the seven trainers were they was that when you you had basement or was that prior to that? Before that. So Before, I yeah. was working at a gym in Mandra and then I was actually, it was called Body Appeal Gym. I, I first started there, had a team of three or four trainers. As I said, just it kind of hit a glass ceiling and I had, yeah. a, had a bit of an opportunity, came up with a bit of a proposal, pitched it to yeah. an Anytime Fitness Gym. Yep. The manager, the owner jumped at it and then I was able to start building a team of trainers out of that gym as well. And and do you think because, you know, because for most, uh, a lot of trainers that we deal with, they, they might be solo and they might stay that way the whole, the whole fitness career or they've got the aspirations to build a business uh, like you have and that can be a daunting thing. Do you think that because you had built a, a, a team in your previous business that helped, did you find it was – Different, or I mean, I guess what I'm looking for is what was your driving factor to go? I don't want to just be a, a solo independent PT. I actually would like to build a team. What was what triggered that, or what made you decide that? I actually didn't want to build a team. Okay, I had 
Neg- uh, what I could view as negative experiences in the trade industry about having team members gotcha. that are unreliable, yep. not doing what, their work exactly how I wanted it done, the level of quality dropping. Yeah. And and so B-Rad actually mentioned it to me and, and I was like, nah, I'm not going to go down that path again. So I was actually quite closed-minded yeah. about the idea. And uh, so, so it actually, yeah, it's quite funny how it started because I wasn't open to it at the start. And as I said, I got to a position where – you know, we had detailed discussions about it and we highlighted the pros, highlighted the cons and and it became a very simple decision for me to to know that that was the next step. That's where I needed to go for the business to keep growing. We literally just, you know, did a, Brad and I did a podcast just earlier today and that's one of the things that popped up that, you know, a lot of people's perception and, you know, when they think about hiring a team, it's like can't find good people and yeah, all the rest of it. So it can, it can have that connotation, but it looks like you've, I mean, you've, you were closed off to it because of that experience in the past Correct, yeah. and, uh, you know, lucky you were then open, you, you changed your mind on it because it's made a big difference, right? Uh, what what now, like if you look at the current situation of the the way your business runs now, so I guess we've had the beginning, how you got into the industry. Yep. We've talked about you, uh, you knew you had to educate yourself more yep. in the business structure, the sales, the marketing, the whole bit. From that, the opportunity was there to hire PTs, which you've done. Yeah. Uh, you know, I guess that's that part there. I think the key part, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that you just realised that, you know, you needed to get the education support and the business side of things. What did that then equal? Like, what does that mean for you today? So just tell tell everyone watching, like, how does the business currently operate now and what time frame are we talking? So from when you started to now – and the current way the business operates, mm. what's that time frame and, and how, how is the business running now? So business is running now. I've got my own facility. I've actually yep. sold 50% of that fitness business to my co-director, who yep. is excellent. She's awesome. And that we've got uh, we've got six or seven trainers working out of that facility. Yes. And we've actually gone to other facilities as well because – we find that a lot of gyms, not just in WA where I'm from, but around Australia, you know, having PTs that stay there long term. So we actually, you know, just decided to solve that problem that they were experiencing and put our coaches in those gyms as well. Mm-hmm. So that's the way the business is operating now. We're pumping out a whole heap of sessions per week, not just at my gym, but at other gyms as well. Yep. The coaches have an opportunity to grow their businesses and enjoy their time in the fitness yep. industry. And so that's the way that my business is currently running now. And the time frame is while well, I started in 2014, 20, yeah. it's now 2021. Yep. And I have very little to do with, with my gym or fitness yep. business. I coach my, my coaches. I, I, it's awesome to see them grow. Succeed. They're always asking questions. We've got great communication. So I, I enjoy communicating with them and, and helping them on whatever yep. I need. But realistically, I don't need to touch that business. It's amazing. Mm. So, so what? What? Uh, I mean, how many sessions at all? What's? What, how does it run now? You, you're doing so many sessions per week as a team, as a business. Um, on average, what gets conducted? Yeah, correct. So, so we. I know at our peak, we were doing well over kind of 120, 130 sessions per yep. week. Uh, and COVID obviously has played a part in that. We were able to pivot quite well online yep. or outdoor training when we were allowed. Uh, but following the following the rules, you know, we we we're doing still still averaging probably about that 100, 110. Yeah. Um. And and yeah, it's just it's it's working it's working smooth. Everyone's enjoying it. Yeah. The business model is everything's in place. The systems are in place, and 
the way I like to describe it when I'm explaining, yeah. it's just, just a well-oiled machine. It just keeps working. It keeps running. The right people in the right positions, the right systems in the right places, and it's just it's enjoyable to be a part of. Such an important thing, the right people and knowing how to hire the right people and manage the right people. Yeah, uh, agreed. It's all the, the benefits. But hang on. You're over here in Queensland. You're you're now living up the Sunshine Coast. Correct. Originally just moved. What, how does that happen? Because you're, you're – Back in WA, your business, you've got all nine trainers, you've got your own facility, plus running PTs at a, another couple of facilities, but you're over here. Like, how, how is that possible? Yeah, well, a question that I would have loved an answer to when I first got started, but I looked through the journey and it's it's uh, the best way I can explain it is get the, get yourself the right guidance, get yeah. yourself the right support, the right people in the right places, implement the correct systems and it is like a well-oiled machine. You do yeah. not need to touch it. Everybody knows what they need to be doing. Everyone's enjoying it. That business is is not only continuously working, but it's growing as well. Yeah. And now I'm over here trying to surround myself with mm. with the people that that bring the best out in me and that push me to go further. And and for me, that's getting closer to yourself and 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 B Rad and just continuous learning and growth on on my behalf, so that I can be a better coach for my trainer HQ mm. clients. So that I can coach my my team BDPT coaches even more, and even my co-director, because me learning and then passing down my my learning and growth and developments down the chain, mm. that's the best way that, that we found, and it's a it's a really enjoyable thing to do. Even though you started in 2014 and it's now 2021, my experience of what I've seen, like that that growth, like a lot of things, right? You you do the work. Uh, the time that you spend the work in then equals a, a lot of success. It, I mean, is it, it's really been the last three or four years that that business has taken off, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah, it, it really has. I probably uh, I look back on the last three or four years, and there was a there was a, a moment where I could I could really give this a crack, or yeah. I could stay where I was. But I knew if I made the decision and got the coaching and got my own facility. That I was, I was in it right. I was. You get one crack at life, and and I'm, yeah. I'm this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to absolutely give it everything I possibly got. So that not that I was thinking this too much, but looking back on it, mm-hmm. so that if if it didn't succeed to its best potential, I know that I gave it everything I got right. So so I went into it and I had that I had that moment and and I made my decision and and I haven't looked back. It's just been it's just been you know constant development growth, surrounding mm-hmm. yourself with the right people and just. Just enjoying it, you yeah. Know? Just enjoying it. I find that just something that I've forgotten it. You know, I, I had my portion of my fitness career where I I stopped enjoying it. I forgot what was important to me. But I found as that came back, everything started working working very smooth. Yeah. What, what, I, what I love about what we've covered off on so far is that is the fact that you know what's possible. So for us, you know, at Trainer HQ and the people that we've been involved with, it's it's showing other people that have been in the industry for a while and think that there's no other opportunities or they're stagnant or they're stuck or, you know, they've hit a ceiling or they're coming into the industry, uh, that anything is possible with the key ingredients that you mentioned, you know, educating yourself, getting yourself the right mindset, surrounding yourself with the right people and, yeah. and, and having a clear understanding about what you want out of this business. I, I guess so many people start businesses just with a hope plan and hope it all turns out and, of course, uh, when you don't really have any sense or direction and purpose, then it can get tough and challenging and stale and all the rest of it because you don't really know where you're heading with it other than just turning up day to day, doing the work. 
So here's an example. You're now over the East Coast, uh, East Coast, and you're for all the reasons that you said. You know, you don't have to step foot into your facility or your business. Yep. You know, you have your connections with your trainers and your team and yep. meetings. I, I just thought, I, for anyone watching, I just think that's. For me, that's what a business is, the fact that you don't actually need to be there mm. and that it runs with or without you. So if you're watching and you go, look, I love the idea of that, then it's possible for them as well. Uh, now, that that part, I hope yeah, everyone's watching this go, like I've got a clear idea. You start journey where you, where you are now, uh, running a highly successful business that you don't have to be involved in. Uh, turning in terms of turning up physically. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what? How has it changed you? So, and I'll clarify this. Uh, how has it made life? And and sometimes this can be a tricky question. But how 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 has becoming more successful actually become harder? So how how is actually getting success? How how in some cases it made life more challenging or or harder to some degree? It's a it's a really yeah it's an interesting question. I I don't. I don't look at it as harder. I look at it as, yeah, I've probably got more responsibility. I've, I've probably things haven't been easy in the past, but it's through those challenging times where you actually learn. Yeah. It's through those challenging times where you actually grow and you get given that opportunity to, to sink or swim. And, and so, you know, everyone's faced with resistance or challenging times or hard times or whatever you want to put it. But, you know, my – and another portion of my answer here is – the, the business growth and the success is great and I'll continue doing that just because I love it, right? And I love, I love having the impact on multiple people in, in a positive way. But on the flip for me and what I'm, what I'm, I'm not sure if obsessed is the right word here, but what I really love and what gets me out of bed every morning is who I'm becoming in the process. Yeah. So the business is doing great. Finances are great. I've got the ability to now move over to the Sunshine Coast and just basically live the dream over here. But it's it's the person who I've become. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying I'm the best person out there, but I'm I'm saying that I've learnt, mm -hmm. I've grown, I've challenged myself, and I continuously do things that I enjoy doing. And and that for me is success. That's what I've really valued and and what I've really enjoyed about this journey. And and it's not stopping here either. Yeah, and and that's exactly what I was looking for in terms of there is more responsibility. There's there's more things, more people that, that may rely on you, but at the same token, the the reward being in that position is is tenfold as well so i guess we go there now and go well what's the you know you probably already answered actually in all the things that you said it's becoming the person you are now because if i went to somebody over in perth south australia whatever and said right in three years time the goal is for you to be in queensland or sunshine coast gold coast uh have your business with a team uh all running perfectly it's your income has actually increased and you don't actually have to be there well we're telling you you can't be there most people have a panic attack you know <laughs> freak out you go what yeah yeah in three years so again it's a, a great testament to yourself and i like that analogy of the two you become in the process you know i'm big a big fan on that because without those goals or things you're striving towards you you can just stay the same version i i hear a lot of people saying this is what they want but a lot of people aren't prepared to do what it mm. takes to get it uh it's something, sorry to chime in there, no, fella. It. It's something that I actually learned under so I did I did coaching for you guys out there. I did coaching with Jay's for for twelve months. It was extensive. It was it was great, just high quality and, and just into it, you know, in-depth coaching. And through that time it was the business grew, right? And and obviously that's what I got a coach for because I thought I wanted the business to grow and I did to a to a certain expect uh, uh, a certain portion. But what I got out of coaching with the big fella was Jace was 
Exactly that, the person who I became in the process. And it's quite funny because I, I hired, I suppose, or, or got into Trainer HQ and yourself for mm. business growth. But, mate, I learned so much about myself. Yep. I became a better person. I have better personal relationships. I'm able to have a little bit more emotional intelligence mm. and get more out of my life. And and the, and I've got the... Um, I've got the opportunity. I'm very fortunate to have the opportunity to speak with fitness professionals. And I did some talks around Perth, uh, looking to do the same thing over in Queensland. And and I get to stand up and, and I get to talk about it's the person who you become in the process, yeah. what you taught me, right? And with these guys, uh, the way I explain it is if you turn over 10,000 a week, but you're a massive dick and you're hating it, that's <laughs> not fucking success, right? It's about, it's about enjoying the process. Unless you love dick. I mean, unless- it's not love dick, unless you love being a dick. Sorry, that was a <laughs> slipped out. Oh, here we go again. It's <laughs> it's about who you become in the yeah. journey, who you become in the process. So if you're a happier version of yourself, you're a healthier version of yourself, if you're yeah. impacting people on a benefit almost every day and you mm. love and every second of it, that to me is success, right? Like the money is great, the cars are great, the holidays are great. That's, that's great. But on the flip, if you're able to get out of bed and enjoy mm. every day, that to me is success. Yeah. So you and so now you know you've been uh, you know you're in the position now where you're also giving back. You know you're doing work for us. You you, you have a lot of clients and you have been for the last few years. What are some of the things that you've noticed as now you're you're in the, a coaching role and you're helping others in their journey? You, what are some of the I guess key things that you coach people on? Uh, there's obviously the business, the skill set, but what are some of the key things that you've found as you're now entered in the coaching arena that you're helping people with the common common things mm. that you find that, that yeah. you know you think make a big difference and make someone I guess to achieve the goals that they want to achieve. Yeah. Systems. Yep. So systems. Systems. Yep. So for example, those systems are so important. Just lead gen systems, multiple lead gen systems that bring you in leads. Yeah. You know? That, that itself is such an important system. Sales systems. So yep. when those leads come in, you can sell people into your business. I had none of yeah. this. Yeah. Pricing guides, structures, yeah. you know, client retention. Why look for new clients when you can keep your existing clients yeah. and take extra special care of them? All the internal business structures and systems that need to be there. Mm-hmm. I explained it to my clients like a, like a concrete slab, probably my trade business coming back <laughs> on me, as a concrete slab and, and implementing those those systems yeah. and having a coach to guide you through that is like the foundation. It's like the concrete slab. So whatever you build on top of that is going to be rock solid. Yeah, right. right? If you don't have those systems in place, you don't have the concrete slab, try to build a house on a sandpit, ain't going to work. It's going to be a bit challenging. It's yeah. going to be very challenging and it ain't going to last long. How, how much, because uh, you can have two clients, right, Given you're giving them your same amount of attention, focus, energy, input, knowledge, experience, and one uh, seems to you know, hit the ground running and does exceptionally well and someone else doesn't. What, how much does mindset play a part in yeah. someone's success? Yeah. Uh, it's a, it plays a massive part. Yeah. Because yeah, you, you've got all those systems and I know all that, I've got all that part, but and, and structure and so then what – what have you? What's your experience with coaching people that make it? What, what do they have in common? How do they think? How do they act? You know, what's the common traits? Because they're traits, right? Like mm. it, you can learn traits and habits. So, what, what have you noticed that makes someone a successful individual? Yeah, the clients, my clients that are that are open minded, yeah, that are coachable, that are willing to yep. learn. You know, they're the clients that that actually receive the information, mm. and then that's that's half of it, right? The other half is being able to action it. 
So if you've read every book in the world, and I know you've got a, mm. a favorite saying here, but if you read every book in the world, but you don't action any of the content that yeah. you read, it's, it's, you know, you're probably just as well off as yeah. someone who hasn't read any books whatsoever, yeah. right? So, yeah. so the, yeah, so to answer your question again, that the first half of it is just being open minded, being yeah. coachable, knowing that you've got the right person in your corner to, to help you and assist you and guide you and support you through that journey. And then the second half of it is actioning. Action, action, action! Actually, being able mm. to put that stuff into your business and pull it off. Yeah, it's so uh, it's it's so true. And I guess like uh, as coaches in the fitness industry as well, it's the same thing. Apply right. There's some people that you know they get the same as the next person. Some people doesn't lose. They don't lose the weight. They don't get the results. Full of excuses. You know, self sabotage the whole bit, and as a result, they don't get any results. So it, it's that mindset yeah. plays such a big part of it. Yeah. How Amazing. much do you, uh, how much do you, uh, how much of you, do you invest in that part of like, I guess what people would refer to as personal development or mindset, emotional intelligence, how much is your, have your success, you know, was it an equal amount that, that you invest in that you do daily? What's, what, what do you do to make sure that you're always developing as a person? Yeah, it's such a good question. Two two parts to this. I don't know why, but I'm answering everything in two parts today. <laughs> the first part is I look back through my journey and yeah. and I think that, I, as I said before, like I, I, I teamed up with Trainer HQ to get business growth. I wanted more yeah. money. I'm not ashamed to admit it. I yeah. want more money, so right? If you're that's, in business, you're not. I don't know what you're doing in business for. <laughs> that's what I wanted. I wanted a, I wanted a, a more money and live financially free so I could yeah. do whatever I want, holiday where I want, support my family when I have a family, all that stuff, right? But I look back and I wanted business growth, but I got a, a, an equal portion of personal development yeah. and an equal portion of emotional intelligence, right? And and that was almost a more enjoyable piece for me. Like the turnover went up, right? And that's all good. But again, like personal development, emotional intelligence, that's that's for me, that's the person that I became. I, I grew more in that area. And the second portion of it is... I forgot where I was going now. Totally blank. So, so daily, like, so then. Oh, yeah, that's what right. Do you, what so do you, morning, what do you do on a daily process to. to so I, I still treat this so important in my day to day life. It is, yeah. I pro, to be honest with you, I probably invest more time and energy and mental focus into the personal development, emotional intelligence side yeah. of things. So every morning I've got a morning routine. Mm. And that's like three hours to myself before I even pick up my phone, mm. before I talk to any clients, before I do anything. And it's all about, you know, there's a few analogies going around and it's fill your cup and, and recharge mm-hmm. your batteries. And, and I, I enjoy saying that stuff as well. But it's, it's to be able to give the best version mm-hmm. of myself, mm-hmm. like it's to fill your cup. Like you've got to fill your cup first to yep. be able to pour into anybody else's. Yeah. So that three hours in the morning is, is for me and it's about to get me in the most, I call it successful state of mind so that I can give my best to my coaching clients. I can give my best to the boys. I can give my best to my gym and all my coaches. That's, that's yeah, that's so, so a very, very high importance. Yeah. yeah. I mean, emotional intelligence plays a big part, right? Because at the end of the day, you might have a goal or target, but if you if you got fear, doubt, that's fine. But if you don't know what to do with it, and then you keep pushing those goals away because of the fear of failure, fear of maybe even success, fear of my good enough, can't do it, well, then those opportunities go go miss, right? Mm, yeah. Uh, lastly, well, not lastly, but I guess uh, if you were to break down, say your top your top thing, list of someone who's watching this, going, looking, you know, I am stuck a little bit, and 
I know I've got more in me, I know I can do better. Uh, you know, any recommendations, things that maybe you have that you've found that's worked that you that you see your clients or you recommend, but you're watching someone's watching this and going, look, I just I just I'm not sure. I feel just a bit stuck and where I can go next. What what would some of your advice be to someone, you know, in that position? Yeah, ask for help. Ask for help. Reach so out good. to people. And, and the fitness industry is a – I found it's a great industry. People are supportive in the fitness industry. Yeah. And, you know, ask for help. I, I was in that position where I, I, it was my business. I thought I needed to do it myself, right? Now, I, I own this business. Mm. It's my name. You know, I, I need to do all this all myself where I look back on that now and I just couldn't disagree with that mindset that I was in at the early stages of my career. Ask for help. The more I asked for help, the more people I spoke to about it. It led mm-hmm. me in the direction of meeting you, meeting Trainer HQ yeah. and meeting you guys. And that for me is like changed, totally changed my life. So it started with me asking for help. So that that is probably the best mm-hmm. way I can answer your question. Oh, just ask, just ask for help. You know, it's there's no point being too... Too proud, you know. There's there's people out there that actually enjoy and love supporting, educating, mm. and guiding people to build their business. Yeah. You know, and it's if, if you get the right people. This is the other thing. If you get the right people in your corner, it is way more enjoyable. Doing business can be quite a lonely place. Mm, can if yep. you make it that way for yourself because it's your choice, right? I am just so fortunate and grateful that I chose to ask for help get pushed in the direction of Trainer HQ, create PT Wealth at the time, Trainer HQ now, and I've just, I've never looked back. Never I love it. Back. It's, it's simple, but it, it is, and it's something that I, I can relate to. And as a young, uh, as a young male, when when I was stuck and anxiety, depression, all the rest of that stage, my biggest challenge was asking for help, and that's what helped me back. So it's great advice. And something that we always sign off when we're on our, you know, Facebook Lives and all that stuff is just going, look, if you're sitting there and you're and you're not sure what to do, how to do it, you're stuck. Just ask for help. Yeah, you know, it's it's not about do I do anything with this company or not. It's just about simply taking that step. So I, I couldn't agree more. That advice is is just it's just so critical and so important. So one thing in additional to that as well is just be mindful who you're asking to help you. So if you everybody loves to give their two cents and opinion and a lot of the time it's it's useful in, in one way or another, right? But if someone is out there doing it or have done it themselves, mm. they're the people to ask for help. And a lot of the time they're more than happy to do it as well. Yeah, yeah, it's so it's so true. And look, in a day and age where I, I think now, like when we started training HQ back in 2008 and I was coaching prior to that to starting this company, there was next to nothing really. I think we were on the first to be doing it. Uh, not only in Australia but worldwide, but now there's a lot of information out mm. there. Do you think sometimes that it can be, um, you know, for people it can be overwhelming to go, well, you know, like what we used to get is, oh, is there actually coaching for the fitness industry where now it's like <laughs> another one? Uh, <laughs> yeah. What, what yeah. are some of your tips? If you if you are going to look for help, have you anything that you think would be good for someone to know? Like say, so, hey, look, you know, before you just see their Facebook ads and, you know, the next guru, any, what, any advice that you would – you would give to you know to help make that decision yeah i can only go to my personal you know my personal experience yeah. and and what i did is i i spent a bit of time looking mm. and then i had several conversations with with those coaches or those professionals or or just people who who wanted to help right and as i said before at the start of this podcast like i would have had three or four half hour conversations with brad yeah. i had questions that that i wanted to ask and i mm. and, you know the answers that i got that pushed me in the direction to make my decision so 
know, a few different, as I said, a few different people that, that I, I wanted to ask questions. So spend the time. Yeah, Spend the time and, and know exactly what you're looking for. Have a clear idea of what you want to achieve as well. It doesn't have to be crystal clear, but just have a bit of an idea of where you want this to go. And and they're the questions that you want to be asking the coach. And mm-hmm. and a coach that is passionate and, and genuinely wanting to help will, will find it very easy to answer those questions. And you'll get that vibe yeah. from them as well, right? Like, you know, we're, we're all personal trainers, we're all people people's people and, and we will be able to pick up if, if these people actually want to genuinely help us. Yeah, I agree. What, what I've loved about today is, you know, again, and, and you know, there's so much out there about, you know, we didn't touch into, you know, the money you're making. Obviously, there's the success you've had, but what I love about today is it's just a raw and honest conversation about what it takes to be successful, the possibilities, the options that are available, what you can achieve. But I like the big part is a lot of it just comes back down to, again, like that emotional intelligence, that desire and willingness to want to be successful and, you know, have have that pursuit to achieve that. So you become, mm. like in your words, like who you become in the process. Uh, and I we share a common common theme on this is that, you know, regardless if you make one million and you see people going, oh, I've made two million. Like for me, all that stuff's great. Like, you know, congrats. But I, I'm with you. If you become the biggest knob or you're a thief or you're a liar to get there, that's going to be a, a you know an empty journey where that phrase, it's who you become in, in the process, is so important. And uh, that's what I love about your story and, and who you have become. And even over the, the years that I've seen you, I mean, outstanding individual from day one, but the who you've grown into and who you continue to develop, like me and self, myself, Brad, that's the part that I really love. And when you speak to any of our guys, the money plays a part in it in terms of that's a, that's a measure and a scoreboard of all the work you've done personally sure. to yeah. who you become. Because I've never seen a business, if a business is doing 50 grand, I've never seen that business reach 500 grand if they haven't developed and changed themselves, right? They'll only be a certain amount. So, Or if they don't, it'll come tumbling down pretty quick. Yeah. Correct. You know, like the shape or size of someone's body, the level of health and fitness, the amount of money they got, it's all relatable to what's going between their ears. So if you are watching this, I mean, for me, the biggest takeaway is you've got to do the work. You've got to get acknowledged, you know, in business. You've got to get the right skill set, the right structure. That They're all fundamentals, but even more importantly is that you've got to work on what's going on between your ears and your mindset, 100%. emotional intelligence, because otherwise it just goes to waste, which, you know, my favourite saying is the Mark Twain one, as you know, and it's like the person who can read but won't is no better off than the person that can't. So, you know, you get all these opportunities in this day and age and it's only only about if you can get yourself to go and put it into place. So, mate, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on today. And how can people, uh, I guess, follow along if you've, you've – you've, Obviously connected with Brad, he's an outstanding individual, no doubt. Like everyone's going, fuck, how do I get how do I, how do I find out more about it? You know, um, how, how can people follow you and, and tune in to what you're doing on a day-to-day basis? So Facebook is Brad Davis Personal Trainer yep. and Instagram is Brad Davis PT, one word. Yeah, and um, all you'll see of Lay is him rubbing in your face. What a good lifestyle he has, like up. And I have to look at this shit every day where he's down the beach doing his, you it's know, really walk. tough, man. <laughs> it's, it's really it's, tough. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it embodies everything that we stand for at Train HQ is like, you know, build, build the lifestyle you want, you know, doing what you love, being passionate about it, having more freedom. More uh, helping more people, more profitability. So it's it's just a perfect representation. So follow follow Brad again, mate. Great to have you uh, uh, along today. It's been absolutely amazing, and I know the crowd thinks the same way. So, mates. 
There you go. <laughs> it's, it's been a pleasure, uh, big fella. I've loved it. Absolutely love being on here. All right, mate. It's right for now. I hope you've enjoyed that podcast. Make sure you tune in, subscribe, hit the like buttons, leave comments, ask questions. It all helps uh, to reach a broader audience and help more people. So that's it from us. Bye for now. Bye.